Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 21st, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. I do, uh, the, the one new video that I've posted in the last week is from Saturday's UFC show. I decided not to uh, do an immediate um, podcast on Sunday, only because I really didn't have anything else to talk about, but uh, I have to do the uh, preview for Saturday's show anyway, so um, I'm going to talk about that fight now. This was uh, uh, Saturday's UFC show in London, England. Um, the match is... Molly McCann versus Pris- Priscilla Cachoeira. And um, uh, this was at uh, Flyweight. Now, Molly is a Cage Warriors veteran from Liverpool. She lost by submission in her first fight uh, to Jillian uh, Robertson in front of her hometown fans. Priscilla is a Brazilian who was thrown into the deep end of the pool against Valentina Shevchenko. Priscilla drowned and she also blew out her knee. So both are looking for redemption. Both are mainly strikers. The fight was competitive, and at least it wasn't boring, but neither fighter is very good. I mean, it's a low-level fight. I don't think either of them should be in the UFC, but I'll get to that in a minute. Now, Molly was fired up by fan support. And I think that was the difference. Uh, Molly went for a takedown in round one, which normally she doesn't do. She's primarily a striker. And her control was enough for me to score the round 10-9 for Molly. So, I mean, at least it was a spirited round, even if neither fighter knew what she was doing. And round two was considerably slower. Uh, You know, they they got up to a quick pace and they both got tired. Uh, They couldn't keep that up. And Priscilla really looked tired, but Molly did marginally better, so I scored the round in her favor, 10 to 9. Now, Priscilla needs a finish in round 3. So, right at the start of the round, she lands a punch that destroys Molly's left eye. Paul Felder thought Molly suffered a broken orbital bone. Now, up until that point, Priscilla hadn't landed anything effective, so, I mean, it's a lucky punch, but What Priscilla should have been doing was going aggressively for a finish. Instead, she allowed Molly to finish the fight to get a unanimous decision win. I scored at 29-28, and so did all three judges. Now, the ref did stop the fight with about a minute left to to, uh, have the doctor look at Molly's eye, and I assume Priscilla's corner demanded that. I mean, look... Uh, He let her continue. Now, there are places like New Jersey where the fight certainly would have been stopped. But, you know, if they had stopped that fight, the fans would have rioted, all right? Now, Priscilla needed to show some killer instinct and show how bad she wants to win. You know, she basically gave the win back to Molly on a silver platter. I I mean, it doesn't matter much, okay? Because I don't think either fighter can beat anyone good. But at least it wasn't you know, three rounds of nothing. I mean, I've seen worse fights. Now, Molly did suffer a broken orbital bone, and she had surgery on Monday. And uh, we don't know how long she's going to be out, but it just depends on... Uh, you never know with an injury like that. It could be a couple of months. could be longer. could be longer. So you never you never really know about that. But this was... It was a, 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 it was a fight where uh, Priscilla 
had an opportunity to win that fight in the third round, and she just didn't do it. And it, she has nobody to blame but herself, you know. She has nobody to blame but herself. And, uh, you know, is she any good? No, neither of them are. And it's like I've said before uh, in regards to Molly, they made a big deal uh, on the broadcast about, oh, she's the first British woman to win a fight in the UFC. That doesn't mean she's any good. She really isn't, okay? All right, anyway, that video is up on the blog, and you can check it out if you like. Uh, let's have a look at uh, Saturday's UFC show, which is UFC on ESPN Plus 6, and that is at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Uh, the show will be on um, uh, ESPN Plus in the uh, U.S. and TSN in Canada, and uh, all three of the women's matches that are on this uh, show are on the prelims. Okay, so let's uh, have a quick look at all of them. Uh, the first one uh, is uh, Macy Barber versus J.J. Aldrich. Now, this fight is at, at uh, flyweight, and both of these fighters have previously fought at um, strawweight. Okay, now um, Macy is... Uh, uh, the reason Macy moved up is because she missed weight her last time out. She made her USC dish. She got to the UFC on uh, Dana White's Contender Series, and she won her last fight, but she missed weight. Um, she's from Colorado. Uh, in fact, they're both from Colorado. Uh, Macy is, I would say, an elite fighter. And if she can... Um, uh, the, I guess what we have to find out is, is she still the same fighter... Uh, without a big size advantage. And I think she's, so, she's much quicker than, than most of the uh, women that I've seen in the UFC. And I think that's going to, um, going to uh, you know, uh, be a good thing for her because uh, it doesn't matter. What, I don't think it really matters what weight class she's, she's in. If she's more comfortable at flyweight, I mean, she can make herself a top contender very quickly. I, I, I think she's very quick, and she has good um, submission skills as well. Uh, JJ uh, is also from Colorado. She trains uh, with Rose Namahunas uh, in, uh, uh, with um, Trevor Whitman. And the main thing JJ has got going for her is him. All right? But I'm not sure it'll help here. Okay, uh, she's won a couple of fights, and uh, you know she's had some good um, she's had some good uh, strategy given to her by Whitman. But the problem is, I've seen her in going back to Invicta, and she's just you know not an elite fighter. And, and just it, what it comes down to is Macy is a much better fighter. Now the reason May, JJ moved up to uh, Flyweight didn't have anything to do with making weight. Um, you know, she was at straw weight, and you know her teammate is Rose Namahunas. So they they're teammates. So uh, she decided to move up so she doesn't have to bother thinking about facing Rose. Okay, but uh, Macy's the favorite here, and she should be the favorite, and I expect her to win. Okay, we also have also at flyweight Alexis Davis versus Jennifer Maya. Uh, Alexis is a veteran fighter. She's from um, Port Colborne, Ontario, which is near uh, between Niagara Falls and St. Catharines, and uh, she lives now in California. She's uh, lived in the uh, Los Angeles area for many years. Now, 
since she's come back, she's come back from pregnancy, uh, she has moved down to flyweight. She was previously fighting at um, bantamweight. And in her last fight, she lost to Catlin Chukagian, a fighter that Alexis should beat. But Catlin did her um, uh, keep-away strategy, and it was effective against Alexis. Now, one of the things I've noticed about Alexis, especially in the UFC, is she should be better than she is, but she seems to, how shall I put it, she seems to uh, sink down to her opponent's level, okay? So for some reason, you know, she wasn't aggressive against Catlin, okay? If she's more aggressive, she probably wins that fight, but she just isn't, okay? And um, she's facing somebody here who's also a points fighter. Jennifer Maya is a former Invicta uh, uh, cha uh, flyweight champion, and she's a veteran from Brazil. Um, she trains at shootbox, but she doesn't. She's not like uh, Chris Cyborg at all. Uh, Jennifer is basically a boxer, and um, that's her background. And she got into MMA, and she's a points fighter. She she has no power. She is a striker, and she really doesn't. You know, her her fight style is just awful. It's boring, and so the the problem I see. I, I mean, I think Alexis is a better fighter than Jennifer. But I also think that Alexis will do what her opponent does these days. So what I expect from this fight is, is three rounds of nothing, probably light sparring because that's what Jennifer does, three rounds of light sparring, and it'll probably be a split decision. I don't think either of them are all that good anymore. I, if, if Alexis comes out and is aggressive and submits her in the round one, great. I hope she does that. But she hasn't done that lately. Okay, she's done what I'm talking about. She she's basically, uh, uh, you know, done whatever her opponent does, and it, it costs her fights. All right, so I I'm not a fan of this fight. Let's put it that way. Okay, the third fight is at strawweight. It is uh, Randa Marcos versus Angela Hill. Uh, Randa is from uh, Windsor, Ontario. And uh, she's trains at Michigan Top Team in, uh, in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, you know, she's a wrestler. Uh, she was in uh, Tough 20, of course. She's a wrestler. Uh, she has a spotty record in the UFC. I mean, her complete record is 8-6-1. She's 4-5-1 in the UFC. Her last fight was a draw, believe it or not, against Marina Rodriguez. So here's the problem that I have with Randa. She's a, um, she's a wrestler. Uh, her striking is subpar at best. Her big problem, and, and the big problem she runs into, is she goes for takedowns, and she tends to end up on the bottom. Now, listen, I understand. She has confidence in her ability to get submissions from bottom position. The problem is, if you spend too much time in bottom position trying to get, uh, trying to get submissions, you end up losing the fight. And that's what happens to, to Randa. Now, Angela uh, is in her second go-around in the UFC. And, and, you know, it's kind of funny about her. She's basically a kickboxer. Uh, she really has no ground game to speak of. And, you know, it's kind of funny about her. She was in Tough 20 as well. 
and she got released by the UFC. She went down to Invicta, and they propped her up with subpar opponents, and then she got rehired by the UFC. So my observation about Angela is, what's the difference between Angela, the, her first go-around in the UFC, and now? The answer is, there is no difference. She's still terrible. <laughs> the one thing I like about Angela is she has some personality, and if the UFC actually encouraged her to show her personality, that would be great, but they don't do that. They force them to wear Reebok. So it, it's not, it, you know, it, it's something that is negative as far as Angela's concerned. But the problem with her is she's basically a kickboxer, and Randa's, you know, the way Randa should win this fight is take her down, put her in an arm bar or a rear naked choke, and get it over with. Because Angela has no ground game. She's awful. So, but Randa's habit lately has been to go for takedowns and end up in bottom position. If it turns into a striking match, Angela will win, even though I don't expect her to get a finisher or anything like that. She's never finished anybody. Okay, so I'll be back on uh, Sunday with all three of the videos for those fights. I hope they're all good fights, but I'm not expecting uh, much from the second and third one. Okay, that's about it for today. As I, don't forget to check out the video that I posted, frankp316 at .blogspot.com. If you have any uh, um, questions or comments, you can leave them on my uh, uh, voicemail. And... Uh, uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, um, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you later.